Welcome. Welcome. Gene Burko Gleason's Disgusting Word List. It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research. This is all about research that makes people laugh, then think. If you like what you hear today, consider supporting us at our website, improbable.com. Here's psychologist and linguistics pioneer Gene Burko Gleason, who, by the way, is the inventor of the WUG test, W-U-G test, and is the world's only Gene Burko Gleason. I'm sitting here with the famed linguist and psychologist Gene Burko Gleason, person who's figured out quite a bit of what humanity knows about how people get language, how they acquire the words and everything else that they speak. This is a remarkable day. I will remark upon it. This is the day when Jean found a list that she's been keeping for much of her life about words that disgust her. Jean, at what point in your life did you begin keeping this list of words that disgust you? You know, it's been in my head. The software on my phone just makes it possible to keep it. By the way, it isn't just that there are words I hate. There are words I like, you know. There's some words that I think are wonderful. Like pumpernickel. Isn't that a wonderful word? It is a wonderful word. And I don't like pumpernickel. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to Do eat. Do you like these words enough that you have written down a list of these words? I that don't. You... Well, I think I have them somewhere. And they mostly have P's and K's in them. Does I like this... pumpernickel and, and plankton and alpaca. Those are words I like. I like words with P's and K's. And don't yet, you? And yet you... They sort of pop. And yet you didn't like them enough that you sat down and compiled a list. Well, as I say, they came to mind. Immediately. Okay. What other words do you like? Well, those are the main ones I like. I like words like kit. You know, I like kitten. But no, I like kit. You know, I, I like the P's and K's. K-I-T? That's good. But as I say, plankton and how about, pal- how, about, how about cot? No, no. Why not? It's the spelling? Just, no, I don't like that. Spelling I mean, or the sound? I mean, it's okay. What? Is it the spelling or the sound or it the just, meaning? It's too short to tell you much, really. Anyway, you want to know what I hate? They're, they're mostly things that you see on menus. Like you go to the restaurant, and if you see something described as succulent, then you don't possibly order it. Succulent. Spell that, please. S-U-C-C-U-L-E-N-T. Does it bother you to spell it? No. The word is so icky. Does it bother you to say it? Yes. Could you say it for me? What's that word? Well, I would say that I have succulents growing in the garden, but I would never say the food was succulent, especially since people don't even know what it means. You know, it means like juicy. But they say it as if it means delicious. Is that but meaning something that itself bothers you? I just don't like the word. I just don't like it. Do you prefer dry food? Not necessarily. I just don't like the word succulent. And I don't like the word snack. Isn't snack a horrible word? S-N-A-C-K, snack. It's awful. How about similar words? Snuck? Is that okay? Well, snuck is a stupid word because people use it in all sorts of places where they shouldn't. You know, he snuck in. That's awful. Terrible. Well, it just doesn't write. Do you remember when you noticed that this word really bothered you? I think they've always bothered me. As soon as I knew them, they bothered me. When you were a young child? Probably. When you were a young child, if somebody offered you a snack, would you become 
You know, we never used that word in my family. Because you reacted badly? I don't think my family knew that word. I I think it's not a word that anybody thought of. I can't imagine ever having heard it. Maybe they were being kind to you. They knew that you disliked that word. No, they just wanted me to eat a huge heaping plate of chicken paprikash, Paprikash which was never a snack. And what is that food? It is food, right? Chicken paprikash is like the national dish of Hungary. It's what my mother made for every meal. Chicken with lots of paprika on it? Chicken with paprika, right, right. My mother put paprika on everything. In the morning, if she ate cantaloupe, she sprinkled paprika on it. Was your mother one of those people who didn't taste anything that she ate? No, no, no. She just was very Hungarian, so she liked paprika on everything. Paprika. And you? You You know, there's different kinds of paprika. There's spicy and there's mild. Some of it's sweet and some of it's spicy. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's just a pepper. It's just pepper. Do you have mixed feelings about the phrase paprika snack? Oh, yeah. I, um, when you'd never say that, okay, right? That's not what you say. What's next on your list? Okay, we did snack, we did succulent. I told you before, hubby is a word I hate, but I'm not sure I hate it because of the sound. I maybe I just hate it because I think the kinds of people who would refer to their husband as their hubby annoy. Yeah, I just think it's an annoying kind of way to talk. This is more about people you hate rather than words you well, hate. I don't hate them, but why would you call somebody your hubby? It's awful. Anyway. Okay. And luscious, I told you, luscious is horrible. Luscious. Luscious. Oh. Why is luscious horrible? A lot of these have uh kinds of sounds in them. So Why is luscious horrible? It's just the sound of it is horrible to me. Luscious. I think you find a lot of people who will agree with me. I, I don't feel that I'm an outlier. How many would you guess? What percentage of the population? Well, I think maybe a lot of people don't think about these things, but you know, young kids do. You know, young kids have favorite words. And when they're really little, their favorite word is their favorite thing, you know, before they know what a word is. So if you say to a little kid, what's your favorite word? The kid's going to say candy or presents or birthday or something like that. That's really true. And then when they get older, you know, when they get to be seven, eight years old and they know what a word is, then they can talk about what word they like, and it might not be a thing they like. And then it might be like pumpernickel, even though they might really detest the taste of pumpernickel, but they like the sound. I mean, like, don't you like words like phantasmagoria? That's a nice word. Is that it? one of your favorites? Well, I like it. It's nice. It's a good word. Okay. Okay. But, you know. What, you what have, do you like about that word? It just sounds good to me. It just sounds nice. Phantasmagoria. That's great. What's next on your... uh... My hateful list? Yummy. Again, that's not that lip-smacking goodness to it, you know. I mean, of course, don't you hate it when people talk about anything being lip-smacking good? How about the short version of the word yum? I don't like any part of that. In fact, when I see... Does that go all the way down to individual letters? No, it's just the whole notion of... Well, it's even worse. You know, in the first place, we did some research one time, and it really turns out that the world over baby talk words for delicious are words like yum and num. And they seem to be associated with the kinds of mouthing you make when you eat things, you know, num, num, num. I, I see on Facebook sometimes people, look, they, they write num, num for something. It was delicious, num, num. And I think this is disgusting baby talk. Is this what really bothers you, the the feeling of baby talk coming out of the mouth of an adult? Partly, it's just the oral character of it, yeah. The oral character of it. Yeah, it's so, it's so oral. You know, it's, it's, it is a mouthing, biting kind of... Uh, how about set. the word tooth? 
Oh, tooth doesn't matter. Tooth is perfectly fine. Tongue? No, no, those are fine. Uvula? No, no, it's the ones that have to do with What the, about uvula? Uvula is a great word. So anyway, we've about finished my list. The, only, the last one here is scrumptious, and I think we may have done scrumptious already. So that, that's a short list. What but about yeah, scrumptious? That's not a child's word. It's just another word. one of those um words with all kinds of having to do with food that I just don't like. They, they're too graphically into eating, you know, biting, eating, huh. mouthing, lip smacking. And if all. someone makes an ornate version, does that make it worse? Instead of scrumptious, uh, scrumptiliumptious, that kind of thing? That's just silly. That's all. Any advice to anybody about how to uh, keep from disgusting people by using words well, that disgust them? Well, I think you just them? have to realize, you know, be sensitive to the fact that different people have different sensitivities. Let me give you an example. I was reading somebody's column on Slate Magazine recently. It's, it was a, an advice column. And a person wrote in, and that person said that his mother-in-law, before she used a napkin at the end of every meal, noisily licked her fingers. And that he told her on some occasion that licking her fingers was really offensive to him. But she says she's always licked her fingers before she uses a napkin. It keeps the napkin clean or something crazy like that. And the advice columnist wrote to this person saying, well, you've already told her and she keeps doing it. So just figure it's just one of those things in life and learn to live with it. And my feeling was this columnist doesn't understand the extent to which Watching someone or hearing someone lick their fingers can drive some people completely cuckoo. What would your advice be to this person who wrote in? My advice would be to tell the person one more time, it really bothers me when you do that, and that the next time they do it, walk right out. You don't have to stick around when people are noisily licking their fingers if it's something that is totally disgusting to you. How about if they're quietly licking their fingers? It, you, it, it's uh, that you, it, 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 this, even the sight of it is just too appalling. I mean, some people just find that really appalling. Have you ever had dealings with a company that used to be named Kentucky Fried Chicken, now KFC? Finger licking good. That's uh, their slogan. That was their thing. Well, it was a disgusting ad. Well, they don't do that anymore. You seem to be implying that finger licking good is an impossibility. Well, there's something really disgusting about that. It's disgusting when people tell you there's something was so good that the juice dripped down their chin. Can you imagine anything more disgusting than having the juice drip down your chin? Did you ever eat a fruit called watermelon? It doesn't drip down your chin. Well, you shouldn't eat it that way. Or if you do, don't tell people about it. What if they can see it happening? Well, you shouldn't. And you should just avoid that. Use a napkin. Don't have juice dripping down your chin. You've been listening, if you've been listening, to a genuine episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the magazine, the Annals of Improbable Research. Six new issues a year. Get some back issues, too. Also, get lots of details about the Ig Nobel Prizes and upcoming events, what's in the magazine, and about how you can help and be part of it via our Patreon. All this at our website, improbable.com. It's possible that Seth Glicksman is the improbable production assistant. 
Next time on this podcast, we'll look at something or other. Until then... Goodbye. 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 <laughs>